Let's talk a little basketball, shall we? Let's welcome into the program Mark Schindler from BasketballNews.com. Mark, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing terrific. We appreciate your time. All right. Uh, we got a little We got a little disagreement going on here in the studio. I want to get your thoughts uh, on, the, on the foul, Dylan Brooks foul uh, the other night. Did you think that was a hard foul, playoff foul, or did you think that was a dirty foul? Just your opinion. Uh, I think it's a little bit in between. Uh, it was obviously unnecessary. I think going back, like, uh, clearly should not have happened, but that's also just kind of uh, – I, I think it's been made out to be a little bit worse than it has been. Um, but definitely, yeah, I, w- I would say it's 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 leaning towards flagrant more than a basketball play. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's, let, let's start with Matt Meyer. Uh, what do you think his situation is going to be? Is is he going to be a draft pick? Is he going to be back in a Baylor uniform? Is he going to be playing someplace else? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I think based on everything that I know and have heard, and based you know with where I'm at on the draft too, I I, I would be a little bit surprised if Matt was a draft pick this year. Um, not that he's a bad player, but I just don't quite think that he's there yet. Um, and I mean, I don't know, maybe he does come back to Baylor. I thought that he put his name in the transfer portal. So it seems like he's, he's kind of on his way out. Uh, obviously he could always return, but it, it definitely seems more likely than not, especially with the transfers that they've brought in that um, they're kind of expecting Matt to not come back. Mark, when you see so many players in, in college basketball, where it is right now, entering the transfer portal, good teams uh, included in that. With Baylor, you, you see some going to the draft, you see a little bit of an exit with the transfer portal, but some guys coming in. You say there's still some excitement to be expected by Baylor fans. Why? Because when you see those good players not there, people tend to panic a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the crop of young guys that are coming in. Um, obviously, this is a smaller recruiting class for Baylor, but uh, I, I know it's going to sound like a lot considering some of the guys that have come through, especially with Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell recently. But, you know, in, in watching grassroots, especially with how Geico's, Geico Nationals just went, Hoop Summit as well, uh, I think Keontae George has a good chance to be the best pro that, that Baylor's ever produced. Um, he's going to be really, really special. Um, I don't know if he'll quite come through in the same way as, you know, like Davion's senior year, but um, I think that there's he, – he brings a lot to the table offensively that I'm not sure either guy quite had in the same way. Uh, that is going to be really enticing. And that's without even mentioning some of the other guys who are going to be uh, around as well. Mark, WNBA gets started tonight. Brittany Griner still in Russia. What are your thoughts on this situation? Because to me, it's like if if she was in the NBA, she'd already be home. I think we could really kind of go yeah. back to that situation with the, the Tito Jackson of the Ball family and Leangelo over there in you know, uh, China still in, and he gets to come home. What are your thoughts on this situation and how the WNBA is is taking action and representing her tonight? Yeah, um, it's a really tough situation because I think in some ways the league hasn't wanted to call a ton of attention to it because uh, just given the state of it, you know, like the, you know, how everything kind of transpired, um, I, I, it seemed like, and you know, just based on the conversations I've had as well, it seemed like they really just didn't want to call attention to it and make things even worse for her, uh, you know, in terms of like really heightening where, uh, the Russian government is at with everything. Uh, it, it, at least that's my read on it. But now that they've changed up, that the, the U.S. government has changed up how they're viewing it um, and, and making it more of a priority, you know, based on the way that they're handling it, uh, they've really ramped up how they're talking about it. Players have been coming out more, a lot 
openly, you know, speaking out about it. And I'm, I'm hopeful that she'll be back soon because it's a, it's a really unfortunate situation. I totally agree with you. If this happened to an NBA player, I mean, that's, that, there's no contest that that would be, that they'd be back pretty instantaneously. Are you in favor, uh, I, I think you are, of uh, Phoenix being able to go ahead and pay her and then add the player without it hitting the, the salary cap? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, all I, I mean, I just hope that she's back and, and and able to be back as soon as possible. But I think, especially yeah, without I mean, just from a a player standpoint, like if she's not able to be there right now, then yeah, they, I mean, they need to add somebody to the roster because it's a she's still one of the best players in the W by far. So losing her for any amount of time is is pretty painful. Mark, what do you think the Mavs have to do to get back in this series? Oh man, that's a that's a great question. Uh, they got to figure out things defensively. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure that I see a way that they're going to be able to, if we're being honest. Uh, as good as they've been defensively all year, I think you just see a lot of the warts that come through with this team right now. They lack a real rim protector. And I, I think like the the way that they played team defense is phenomenal, but the Suns are just such a good team that they can pick that apart. I mean, running the, the Chris Paul, DeAndre, and pick and roll is one of the most dangerous things in the NBA, if not the, like, I mean, DeAndre is so different from, from other role men and, and bigs in the way that he's able to just pick apart a defense with his scoring. Uh, like he's, I mean, he gets into his, his moves and his shots extremely quickly, uh, is just about the most efficient player in, in basketball other than Nikola Jokic, you know, inside the paint, but not at the rim. Um, and Chris Paul has just been absolute money on his elbow jumpers. Like even in that first game when I felt like the Mavs played pretty solid defense, I mean, they just picked them apart with, with shots that you can't really defend. I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is other than finding some more things offensively. But even then, I'm, I'm not quite sure that, that the Mavs have the guys to make it happen this series. Even with that, do you chalk this season up as a win for the Mavs because oh, of getting through the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I think some will make it out to be more than it is and say that, you know, this team should have, made it to the second round. I mean, I made it to made it farther. Like obviously they made it to the second round now, but I, I think it's definitely a win, you know, given just how the season had gone. I think there was a lot of uh, concern over how things would look with Rick Carlisle gone, but I think, you know, people closer to Dallas, especially Texas will tell you, it's been stale for a while. Um, so to see it turn out like this has been awesome, especially considering like, I don't think there had, if I remember correctly, there hadn't been a league average or better defense in Dallas in like five or six years. Um, so to see Jason Kidd come in, change things up the way that he has, obviously Sean Sweeney has been a big, huge part of that as well. I think it's definitely a win. And I think it comes down more to just they need to make roster moves in the offseason. That's a good point. And who do they, when you're looking at the across the board, who are some players that you can identify that could come in and actually give Lucas some help, especially down low? Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, one guy that I'd be interested in, and I know there have been talks about is Miles Turner um, out of Indiana. Uh, it seems more like the Pacers are looking into keeping him uh, given how things have gone. But I, I do think, you know, adding somebody who's more dynamic as a rim protector could help them. But I think it's also about that. It's more like finding a role man. Somebody, like Dwight Powell's been good, but I think as we've seen in this series, he can struggle to stand court on times, especially as, as things wind down with playoff defenses. You know, finding somebody else who can not just space the floor. Like part of the issue with the Mavs for me is as good – like they have a lot of good players, but they have a lot of one-dimensional players. Like as good as Maxi Cleaver is – fantastic defensively I still don't think he gets recognized enough for that um but what he brings as an offensive player like obviously you see when he gets hot from three like he did in game one and has that massive shooting stretch it's so important especially against Utah as well but if his shot isn't there 
where he's able to get run off the line. You see some of the weaknesses there. Um, same thing with Dwight Powell. Teams high tag or they do things to slow the roll. You can see his his offensive impact really diminish. I think they need they need just more players who can who can be uh, harder to scheme out of an offense. I think is the way that I'd put it. Talking with Mark Schindler from uh, BasketballNews.com. Mark, I'm going to take you back to the uh, to the college game. With NIL and, and the opportunities to make money there, with that in place, do you do you see maybe the one-and-dones diminishing a little bit and, and, and kids staying a little bit longer and developing their game at the collegiate level? That's a good question. I think it's something I've thought about a lot recently. Um, I think it's – there's still a lot that needs to get ironed out with it. Like I'm, I'm all for the NIL. I think it's a good thing. I do think some of the struggles of not having it be very well regulated right now um, on both ends, you know, just in all honesty. But um, I think you're going to see less guys like Keontae George go to college, in, in my opinion. Like I think more of that's going to be trending towards, you know, guys like him going, who are you know five stars, definitely tracking towards one and done, going to overtime elite or going to the G League Ignite. And I think that makes sense. Like, I, I don't think that, you know, I, it's been kind of a ruse that going to school is all about, you know, being a student athlete. It's, you know, just, you know, being around D1 programs, knowing guys who go there. It's the way that it's set up. You are a professional when you're there. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to set it up in that guise. I, I do think it makes a lot of sense for some guys. Like, looking at, like, Langston Love, somebody who I wrote about, too, in that article, He's a guy to me who I think is still a college guy for sure. Like, I mean, I, I view him as a pro eventually, but he's someone who needs time to develop and find his game a little bit more. Um, obviously, the injury played part of that as well. But I think you're going to see more like, okay, four-star guys or guys who are in the top 100 still but not quite towards being, um, you know, mature enough in their games to be a one-and-done one guy going and, and playing in college for a couple of years. So, and I think that it's just going to take some time for that to balance out for sure. Is the Big 12 still going to be one of the most dominant conferences in basketball this coming season with the transfers and all the movement that's been happening out of the Big 12? Are they still the, the league to watch? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm there 100%. Kansas is going to be good again next year. Um, I'm probably a little bit down on Texas Tech considering how many guys they have leave that program, which is – that's a whole other conversation. I don't know entirely what's happening there. Um but, I mean, yeah, Kansas is going to be good again. Oklahoma, I'd imagine, going to be better with Porter Moser uh, coming in for, for another year, um, you know, getting his guys back. Uh, Iowa State was they – were, they were weird. Like, obviously, they were a good tournament team. That it's, that, I think they lost to Texas Tech by 40 about two weeks before the tournament. So, I, I wrote them off completely. Uh, but, I mean, Tyrese Hunter is coming back again. He was fantastic this year. They have a lot of guys who are, are really intriguing. Um, yeah, I'm very much there with, with the Big 12. A lot's going to depend, too, on does West Virginia have any kind of bounce back this year as well is going to be key because they're normally one of the better teams in the conference. So um, that'll be interesting. You know, Kansas State with Nigel Pack leaving, I'm interested to see what they look like as well. But I, I would expect this to be just about the best uh, conference in, in, the, in the NCAA again. Mark, what are your thoughts on the allegations coming out regarding Cynthia Cooper and the abuse she had towards her players at USC and other schools. Like, that kind of caught me off guard with when the article dropped. What, what were your, what do you make of that situation? Yeah. Um, it's, that's, that's another good question. It's awful. Uh, I think this is the, the only real way you can go with that. Um, I think what's really difficult, uh, you know, anytime stuff like that comes out, you know, whether it's on the men's or women's side, I think what's really difficult is that in the women's side, especially reading through that article from the athletic, um, 
shout out to, to the woman who wrote that. Chantel Jennings mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, that was a really good piece, it was, even though it was very harrowing. Um, that stuff's important to come out, like especially in women's basketball. Uh, like when you have a player like Cynthia, Cynthia Cooper, who is one of the greatest players of all time, has a ton of pull in U.S. basketball. I think that's where you get into some danger with this kind of situation because, um, you know, as, as many players that were quoted in that article mentioned, like they, they were excited to, to be coached by her before, you know, they started playing for her. And uh, it, it gets to a point too, where even when things start happening, you know, that person has so much pull and like, okay, yeah. Even if you bring up these allegations, like, yeah, she's one of the most powerful people in basketball. And I think it just is kind of a microcosmal view of how, uh, power dynamics can, can play in some of that stuff. Uh, I, I think it's really tough with women's basketball because there is, uh, it's harder to, with just with less spots in general, with um, it's harder to get into the WNBA in some ways, just because there's less spots. There's less, uh, it's, it's not the same financials uh, as the NBA. Um, I think that can make it even worse for some power dynamics as well. So I'm glad that that art out because, you know, that stuff needs to be called out and brought attention to, even if it's uh it's really ugly in the moment. It makes things look pretty rough historically. Hey, Mark, tell us a little bit about uh, basketballnews.com. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, Alex Kennedy, who is our uh, our lead editor and, and one, the, the guy who pretty much started everything up, um, he used to work over at Hoops Hype. Uh, he's been pretty much all over the place. Um, he's fantastic. We have a great staff. Nikaias Duncan is one of the best writers in basketball. Um we're still a startup right now, but we're, we, we put out consistently some of the best content just uh, around basketball in general. Uh, I put our work up against pretty much anybody. Uh, and by, I mean like ESPN, the athletic anywhere. Um, we're doing really good stuff. Um, I I'm excited for where we're headed as a company for sure. Hey Mark, thanks. We appreciate your time this morning and uh, look forward to visiting with you again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Have a great day. That is uh, Mark Schindler from basketballnews.com.